listening to the RTE Today podcast featuring some of the best bits from our show on RTE One weekdays at half three. Now, every now and then we check in with an Irish person living abroad to find out what life is like wherever they are in the world. Now, today we are speaking to an Irish expat and travel blogger, Johnny Ward, who left Ireland when he was 18 years of age with a dream. But before we chat to himself, Maura, there is a connection that we found out only around five or six minutes ago. This is so weird. So we were just doing a check because he is in Chiang Mai in Thailand. Yes. And I came in here and I heard the way asking... Where yeah, he was from. Fine. And I was born in the Iron Islands and my parents ran a pub. I was like, what? I walked and sat here and I used to take care of his sister. Babysitter. Yes, when I was 13 years old. Chang, oh my God. Yep, Chang, oh my God. Should we go to him? We'll have to. Call Johnny in Moore. Johnny Ward, my friend, who I didn't even know. <laughs> this is so weird. The joy of live television. You are in Chiang Mai living the life. Listen, now, you've when just, you started yeah, the Iron Islands when you were a baby. You've just my mom on the hook for child labour there, have you? <laughs> yes, I told you, this is so mad. Seriously, it is just unreal. Unbelievable, we couldn't believe it. So, Johnny, life started in the Iron Islands. Yes. Yeah, when I was very young, obviously, and then we left the Iron Islands, I think, when I was two years old or so, and we went back to the north, uh, to County Down, where my mum was originally from, and I, I grew up there, hence the accent. Very good. So listen, you have travelled to most of the countries in the world. Tell us about your travel spree and where it began. All of them, Maura, actually, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All of them. Um, Yeah, it's a long story, but when we left the Iron Islands, when I moved back up north, we had a kind of tricky family situation and we grew up and we were on welfare for, for 10 years or so and we didn't really get to go on holiday or any of that. I always had this big dream of being free, so... I went to university in England then at 18 until I was 22. And the day I finished my exams in, in, in my university in England, I flew one way to, to USA and I never came back to the UK or Ireland ever again since. Yeah. And then I had, this, I had this goal of trying to visit 100 countries before I was 30. And then once I got to like 70 or 80, I, I, someone told me that no one from Ireland had ever visited every country in the world before. So yeah. I set about trying to be the first person to do that. But Johnny, like said, like that's the dream for all of us, but actually going to do it is something totally different altogether. How did you even put the plan together, even to get the money to go to the next place and after that again? Well, the first step, I don't know, I won't mention the brand, but I did this thing called medical research where you got locked in a hospital for five weeks. I did that in Belfast and I got paid two grand. When you're not allowed out of the hospital, they test these drugs on you and then that gave me my first ever two grand. I used a grand to do like an English teaching qualification and he used another grant to fly one way to Thailand and set myself up and then I became an English teacher in the north of Thailand. That was way back in 2007. You're like one of those inspirational people. It's all down to me. It's all down to me taking the, the care rarer. of your... The rarer you got, the rarer you got in the islands by moi is what set you up for life. Seriously, it is Thank unbelievable. You. But did you become... At 2017, though... You did become the first person yeah. to have travelled everywhere. Was there some kind of? How did you? How did they kind of figure it all out? Did you have to like list the countries? How was the whole thing done? Yeah. Well, I, because of, during the period, like from when I did my medical research and I was an English teacher and blah blah blah, and I was doing it on such a tight budget, like ten euro a day, and then I started my blog to talk about trying to show people from my kind of background that you can still have a cool life even if you don't come from a wealthy family or anything like that. So that allowed me then to fund it all, and, and I finished. So I documented it all online. So everyone had, had seen me going country by country by country to all 197. And then I finished actually on St. Patrick's Day in, in, in Norway in 2017. 
Um, but it had all been online step by step, so people had seen it the whole way. I didn't really need to verify anything. Yeah, Johnny, we are looking at lovely pictures here. I, I think you can see them as well. Can you tell us a bit about this one? You're under a, what looks like an upside-down umbrella or an inside-out <laughs> umbrella, but it's a tree. That's a, a long, wild story. It's my second last country. That's a, a Yemeni island, an island belonging to Yemen called Socotra. I'm actually going back in three weeks. And I, there was the Civil War was on in 2017, and I ended up on the back of a Indian cement cargo ship for four days to get into Yemen. It was it's quite a long story, but that was my second last country. It was a very an emotional place for me after spending 10 years. And I couldn't get into Yemen because of the war. And I ended up meeting this Yemeni refugee. And we ended up with a few brown envelopes in Oman, sorting out permits, let's say, to get me into that island. And it took four days on a cargo ship to get there. Jeez, geez, Maura really did teach you well when I, you were very I'm young. Just, I'm, just, I'm just sitting here <laughs> smiling in happiness of, of you now and my, my protege child there. Johnny, seriously, where are you here? Is this, is this Turk? Where is this? Is this at the gates of hell, is it? Yeah, have you heard of that? It's, a, yeah. it's, it's in Turkmenistan, which mm. is kind of like the North Korea of Central Asia. It's kind of wedged between Iran and, and Russia, kind of roughly. And they've got a load of natural gas, but the country's closed. It's also a very hard country to get into. And it's starting to get famous because in the middle of the country, in the middle of Turkmenistan, they have a lot of natural gas, so they don't need to worry about it. And when they find little pockets, they just burn it off because they've got so much. And they burnt this little pocket off in 20, uh, 1950, and it wasn't such a little pocket, and it's been burning for the last 70 years, and you can go and see it now. It burns like that 24 hours a day. Really cool place. My Very God, I've, I've never seen anything like it. But, uh, Johnny, do, do you miss being at home in Ireland? Oh, you know, like, I shouldn't tell my age on TV, but I've just turned 40 recently. So um, I left Ireland when I was 18, and I've spent the last 16 years with Thailand as my base. So I, I miss... The, the warmth of, of Irish people and, and the banter, like when you're back in the pub or in the back of a taxi, but mm-hmm. most of my life's been spent at, with this tr- crazy lifestyle, like climbing mountains and running across countries and cycling continents and all that. So I, I miss the warmth, but the adventure like keeps me on the road. Yeah, well, you're in a very exciting place. So. Chiang Mai now is where you live, which is lovely. I've been to Thailand, been to Chiang Mai. I really like it. A big city, but it's also, oh. I remember going to the part of the jungle there and the mm-hmm. elephants and all that, so it's fabulous. But you have a very, very cribs-like lifestyle now because we've been snooping into <laughs> shots of your house, which we're going to see. Come on now, tell us about this. Yeah, yeah well, starting my blog kind of changed my life and I managed to make a fair bit of money from it. So it would always been my dream to... Growing up, I grew up with being on welfare and stuff. It was always my dream to live in a house that you used to see on TV. So two years ago, I'd been... Even when I started making good money with my blog, I was always very sensible with it. With my money, investing everything, saving everything. I never went crazy. And then eventually I, I splurged all on, on the house you're seeing in the video there. And I'm actually building my mama house here at the moment too. It'll be finished in two months. I've been working That's on that the last three or four months. So. Yeah, Johnny, when we chat to Irish people all around the world, we always check in with, say, what prices are oh, like yeah, in that part of, of the world as well. So I suppose if you were to buy a pint, how much would a pint cost you there? If it's Thai beer, it's about, in, on the side of the street, on a plastic chair, one euro. But if it's Guinness, it's seven, eight euro. So you've got to be selective. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I said, kind of. There's almost yeah. like the tourist prices in places like that, and the kind of regular yeah. folk prices, isn't there? Really. Yeah. But I just think it must be amazing to immerse yourself in that culture. Do you speak the language? Yeah, I speak Thai. Yeah. It's brilliant, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And how long did you say you're there again, Johnny? 
Well, uh, on paper, I've been here since yeah. 2007, but when I was doing my every country in the world and climbing Everest and North and South Pole and all that stuff, I'm away eight, nine months a year. So Yeah. And is, is there any place yeah. in the world that you wouldn't go back to? Um, the, answer, the short answer is no, but I've got some horrific stories. Like I was in Conakry in West Africa in Guinea and I was trying to leave the country and I had organized this guy on a motorbike to take me out of the, out, out of the city at five in the morning and I get down to meet him and I hear this big explosion and they're just blowing up the prison beside my hotel and all the prisoners are just running on the streets of Conakry and people are just I'm thinking, okay, I might not rush back here. Well, you know, it's that, would be, that would be why. Well, listen, I'm coming anyway to visit you. Now that we've all met each other beautifully on TV, I feel it's like one of those shows. You're welcome. <laughs> and I'm coming too, Johnny. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can tune in to The Today Show every day on RTE1 from half three or if you miss it, you can watch back on the RTE player. Visit rte.ie forward slash player. Stay tuned.